Good morning, my renegades. I, I know. Uh, damn, shh, be quiet. I know. Um, <laughs> I know it's been a while. I'm so sorry. Um, it has been very busy on my end, but I am back, and I'm going to give you a lovely episode of Renegade Times. Hopefully that's enough for you guys to chew on for a while, because I don't know how long I'm going to be gone after this one. But just know, I will always return to my home post Rogue Radio every single time, no matter how long. I can always promise you guys that. But, um, yes, special thanks to the listeners in Ecuador. I see you. Thank you for listening. And, yeah, jump into the trenches with me, everybody. It's been a while, so, uh, I don't know, get your fishing pants on? I <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I think they're called fly fishing pants. I mean, we're going to be waist deep, so you might as well get those. Welcome back to Renegade Times. Let's get into politics. It's going to be nasty and gross and disgusting, so let's go ahead and put those fishing pants on or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> Your fishing boots? I don't know what. Sh okay, I don't know what they're called, but put them on. Put them on now. Listen, listen to your fearless leader. I'm in a rare mood today. Actually, you know what? Happy Independence Day. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So, yeah, here comes the student loans thing. So apparently, um, it is, can't be racist when it comes to, um, giving out student loans. So, from what I know, the form isn't allowed to basically say, like, what your ethnicity is. You're not, you're not supposed to have that on the form anymore as far as I know, um, because that, that they're saying that that's racist, so, um, that is interesting, and, um, I, whenever I applied for student loans, I mean, I think everybody has, so for me saying it, it's not really a big deal, um, yeah, they did have a, a section in the form where it's like, oh, what's your ethnicity, and so, um, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to take off the form, and that way 
every student has like an equal um, amount of student loans that they can have in order to go to school with. So that's awesome. I like that idea. Biden doesn't think so. And on this little article that I'm about to read, um, he's smiling like a damn idiot. I just can't. You're not human. I'm convinced that you're a damn Nephilim or something. You are something. You are not human. Anyway. Ex-GOP governor uh, blast a student loan bailout as biggest vote buying scheme ever undertaken. Former New Hampshire Republican Governor Judd Gregg slammed President Joe Biden this week after allegedly trying to buy votes through his student loan bailout program. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled 6-3 last week that um, Biden's attempt to use the HEROES Act to unilaterally forgive federally subsidized student loans was illegal. Um, Greg responded to the ruling during an interview on CNN. CNBC News Squawk Box on Monday, um, calling Biden's plan the biggest vote-buying scheme ever received or undertaken by a presidency is all it was. Uh, 40 million people get 20,000 bucks. Um, he said, I'll vote for you to give me 20,000 bucks. What? And that is what it is about. That is what? I'm, I'm confused. That is what it's still about. That's um, why they're trying to reform it so that they can keep this idea that they're going to give this huge tax break, um, this income to all these folks going into the next election. If the Congress uh, wants to give away 20000 per person to 40 million people and put the rest of the country at risk to increase the debt and they have the right to do that uh wow they do have the right to do that damn okay um he later added but you can't do it from the executive branch because the executive branch doesn't have the rights under a constitution and that is just power politics trying to buy votes um and it's that simple, I ought to be called out for what it is. Or it ought to be called out for what it is. Uh, yeah, I understand that. That's really good. Um, I don't, I don't like that Biden is trying to go back on this, too, because, like, I know that Congress passed it, like, hey, you know, we want to have equal pay in student loans for, um, I want to say, what, 40 million students? Or is that just his fucking, is that Biden's idea? Anyway, Biden's a dumbass. That's all I really got to say. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote, the 6-3 majority, the secretary asserts that the HEROES Act grants him the authority to cancel $430 billion of student loan principal um, it does not. We hold today that the act allows the secretary to waive or modify existing statutory um, or statutory or regula regulatory provisions applicable to 
financial assistance programs under the Education Act, not to rewrite the statute from the ground up. Right. Um, the decision was made along uh, ideological lines, as Chief Justice Roberts was joined by uh, the majority by uh, Justices Samuel Alito, Neil Groch, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Clarence Thomas. The first case was decided unanimously with all justices ruling in Department of Education versus Brown that the two petitioners who were denied debt relief under the program did not have standing did not have standing to sue the Department of Education. The second uh, case was Biden versus Nebraska upheld the right to the several GOP states involved in the lawsuit to sue Biden the Biden administration, um, clearing the hurdle necessary to present their argument before the court. Uh, Roberts bluntly uh, contended in the majority opinion six states used uh, arguing that I'm sorry six states sued arguing that the HEROES Act does not authorize the loan cancellation plan we agree damn East Palestine is still getting some shit. So, uh, Ohio governor asked Biden for East Palestine 150 days after train derailment. So, Ohio governor Mike DeWine requested a major disaster declaration on Monday from the Biden administration for East Palestine, 150 days after the Nor the Norfolk Southern train derailment. Um, in a letter to President Joe Biden, the state's Republican governor. Um, explained that the deadline to make the request was Monday after the Federal Emergency Management Agency refused. Oh, you mean FEMA? They don't give a fuck. Um, refused to grant an extension. Well, uh, while the state continues to evaluate long-term needs stemming from the early February train incident, DeWine added that uh, assistance to the community from Norfolk Southern, um, which faces litigation over the derailment, and just announced this last Friday that it would sue uh, rail car owners uh, over cleanup costs. It's not guaranteed. Okay. The possibility—give me a second. The possibility remains that the voluntary support provided by Norfolk Southern um, could, at some point in the future, cease. And this declaration is needed to ensure that the state and federal government uh, use all resources available to step in and provide the community with needed assistance. Dewine. Uh, I don't think he cares either. Any politician, any governor, mayor, president, congressman, I just don't trust y'all. 
for one, you're trying to give out free money in stimulus checks. I, I know this is an old uh, situation, but why do you think inflation is so fucking high right now? They're trying to get that money back <laughs> that they gave away during COVID. Anyway, um, I just don't trust anybody who's like high up in any type of governmental type of in installation, I guess you could say. I don't trust no governor, no mayor, no congressman, no president, no nobody official no more. I just don't. You guys had so much time to go in and recover everything from that derailment. All the chemicals. You had so much time. But you guys didn't do a fucking thing. Especially the governor who basically said that the water, the drinking water, I mean the water was safe to drink, but then there were civilians taking pictures of how the river water, all the waterways that they use to drink from were changing colors because of the chemicals in the water. That's a lie. I don't trust the governor there either, so... I mean... I can understand the frustration of the people right now in East Palestine. They, they're they not being cared for. They had so much time to react to this, and they didn't. Biden didn't even go down there. Trump did. And I'm sure... I'm having some doubts about Trump, too. I mean, I don't hate him. He is a good man, I still believe. But he went down there to get... Give them at least some drinking water. I don't like that they put he put Trump stickers on him. Like, bro, the, the right people will vote for you. You don't need to endorse during a time of crisis. That's just stupid. You're, they're gonna think of you as fucking selfish as hell. But anyway, uh... Let's just keep going. Recently released documents from the National Transportation Safety Board show that the freight train derailed in February 3rd while passing through the small town of East Palestine, a village near Ohio's border with Pennsylvania after the car's wheels set uh, fell off, according to the New York Times. Um, although no one was killed in the derailment, local um, residents were soon terrified by the health and environmental threats posed uh, by the controlled burn of toxic chemicals that spilled out of the tanker cars. Yeah, I forgot about that. You guys just decided to have a fun little bonfire and burn them and didn't really care about the air quality that the people were breathing. Good job. Not only that, you wouldn't even release the, um, the readings of the toxicity in the soil and the water to anybody. So that's kind of fucking fishy. <laughs> Uh, DeWine, who noted that officials had determined a controlled release uh, would be the safest course of action meant to avoid the dangers of explosion, uh, said that 
the cleanup of this site continues to this day five months later. Yeah. Yep, it's gonna be a while before East Palestine is gonna go back to normal. If it ever goes back to normal. Residents continue to report medical conditions that are uh, cons and are concerned um, that the air and the water are impacted by the chemicals released during this incident. The governor added this derailment and the subsequent controlled release were extraordinary events that continue to garner national media coverage. DeWine also said that the state is still working to identify cur current uh, needs to evaluate the future impacts um, the disaster will have on individuals in the East Palestine community. Um, in addition to the physical and mental health impacts, there have been economic impacts, the governor wrote. I don't give a shit about economic impacts. We're already dealing with fucking a lot of... <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, DeWine. You're a dumbass and you suck Bill Gates' dick. That's all I gotta say to you. Okay? The fact that not even the governor... He addresses like, oh, you know, we have some health conditions, but we have to, you know, focus our attention on this. Same thing that DeWine said. You don't care about the people. What the fuck is going on with the people? I want to know what's going on. Details. Give me details. Why are the, why are there people in the hospital? What are they suffering from? What are their specific symptoms? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do that myself real quick. Let me finish this real quick. DeWine also said that the state is working to identify certain uh, needs to evaluate the future impacts of disaster. Okay, yeah, economic. I am. <laughs> I'm getting fired up now and I can hardly talk. Anyway, homeowners and business uh, have seen property value decline and loss of business as people are hesitant to come into the community. Well, of course, because you had so much time to fucking do something about it and you didn't fucking do anything. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. Let me go find the uh, health problems that polyvinyl chloride fucking causes. And I'll be right back. Okay, I found an article that'll probably tell us everything that we need to know about vinyl chloride and how it affects the body. So, let us read this real quick. Gimme, give gimme give this thing. Alright. Vinyl chloride is a colorless and flammable gas that evaporates very quickly. It's used to make polyvinyl chloride, or PVC, um pipes, wire coatings, vehicle upholstery, and plastic kitchenware. It is also used in glitter, which is polluting the earth, but anyway. Um, higher than normal levels of vinyl chloride may present inside uh, new cars as chemical evaporates from the vinyl products. Is that what the new car smell is? Man, I love that smell. Damn it! <laughs> vinyl chloride is or it can be formed in the environment when soil organisms break down chlorinated solvents in the environment and 
The highest levels of vinyl chloride are found in air around factories, producing vinyl products, vinyl chloride that has released many in by industries um, or formed by the breakdown of other chlorinated chemicals. Okay, exposure information. Most exposure to vinyl chloride occurs when people breathe uh, in contaminated air. If a water supply is contaminated, the vinyl chloride can enter the household air when the water is used for showering, cooking, and laundry. People can be exposed to vinyl chloride if they drink or cook with contaminated water. Vinyl chloride can be absorbed through the skin and can occur when people handle vinyl products. Um, contaminated salt um, or uh, bathe in contaminated water. Uh, however, skin absorption is probably a minor route of exposure. Health effects. A person's reaction to chemicals depends on the uh, several things, including individual health, hereditary, previous exposure, or um, chemicals, including medicines and personal habits, uh, such as smoking, drinking. It is also important to consider that the length of exposure to the chemical, um, the amount of chemical exposure, and whether the chemical is inhaled, touched, or eaten. So, here we go. Vinyl chloride is very toxic. People should avoid contact with this chemical. The uh, following health effects can occur after several years of exposure to vinyl chloride. That, I feel... I don't want to say it's a lie, but that just tells me that East Palestine had received massive amounts of vinyl chloride into the soil and into the water supply because there's people already having health effects from this. So damage to the nervous system, changes in the immune system, decrease in bone strength, fingers, arms, and joints. Exposure to vinyl chloride increases the person's risk of developing cancer. Um, human and animal studies show tighter rates of liver, lung, and uh, several other types of cancer. Being exposed to vinyl chloride can affect a person's liver, kidney, lung, spleen, and nervous system, and blood. Isn't that interesting? That's crazy. People exposed to levels of... 1 million ppb are more or more in air may have increased risk of miscarriage and birth defects, um, damage to male sperm producing organs, and uh, has occurred in laboratory animals. Wow, that's crazy. Alright. It basically attacks the immune, the immune system, which we also know that COVID is done because it has attacked the respiratory system and decreases the immune system after it has gone away. So they're just trying to get us to be very, very sick to where we're reliable on the government. They don't like that we're being independent. Anyway, let's go to the next story. You gotta give me a second. I'm enjoying an Oreo. <laughs> All right. I'm done. 
PDL chief rips congresswoman after Israel slander. So, uh, if you're not, if you haven't been here, I stand with Israel and Jerusalem. So, any of you who don't like that, you know, you're welcome to do whatever you like. But don't badmouth Israel. That's that's the one of the countries that I will always verbally protect um jonathan green blatt that's a nice name <laughs> uh the ceo of the anti-defamation league that or the adl chastised representative rashida Tlaib. i hope i said her name right for uh her critique about israel launching a military operation in the west bank of uh west bank city of jenin Why'd they do that, though? That's the thing. Um, their clash took place Monday on Twitter after Tlaib, a Palestinian-American uh, and member of the leftist squad in the house, reacted to a video footage posted by Al Jazeera English that seemed to show that Israeli bulldozer destroying a street in Jenin in a Janin refugee camp. Uh, the post from Al Jazeera English also um, noted that the Palestinian officials say uh, road destruction has hindered the ability of ambulances to uh, reach injured people. Israeli forces are now blocking ambulances from reaching dozens of wounded Palestinians after uh, at least Eight people were killed in Jenin, Tlaib um, said in a tweet. Hmm. Congress must stop funding this violent Israeli apartheid regime, she says. Greenblatt reacted by accusing Tlaib of um, spreading falsehoods and echoing that the Israeli Defense Force has said about the operation that the IDF is striking terrorist infrastructure while um, conducting a counter-terrorism operation in the area. Okay. Um, even for Tlaib, the level of dishonesty here is truly staggering, she, uh, he said. After starters, I'm, I'm sorry, for starters, um, is complete fiction, but equally important, um, this is or this was a targeted action against armed terrorists who brutally murdered innocents um, recklessly hid weapons under a mosque and intentionally um, located their cop their ops um, center next to a school he added but when members of um, Congress knowingly slandered the Jewish state in a time of rising anti-Jewish hate, they should be held accountable for fanning the flames and encouraging Jewish people everywhere. Or, I'm sorry, endangering Jewish people everywhere. Greenblatt concluded. In her Twitter thread, Tlaib shared the source, um, a link to a February um, article of from Haaretz in Israel. Sorry, give me a second. 
an Israeli news outlet about the perils faced by <coughs> by rescue teams working in Jenin. Okay. Greenblatt, who also or who served in a former in former President Barack Obama's White House, uh, was has criticized Tlaib before for her anti-Israel rhetoric. Um, last year joined with uh, Jewish pro-Israel Democrats in condemning Tlaib um, after she declared that uh, you cannot claim to hold progressive values yet back Israel's apartheid government at an American Muslim uh, American Muslims for Palestine event. Okay. In one sentence, Tlaib simultaneously tells American Jews that they need to pass an anti-Zionist uh, litmus test to participate in progressive spaces even as she doubles down on her anti-Semitism by slandering Israel as an apartheid state, Greenblatt said in a pair of tweets. Uh, reacting to Tlaib's assertion. It is absolutely reprehensible and does nothing to advance the cause of peace. We call on people of goodwill and leaders across the political spectrum to make sure, I'm, to, I'm sorry, to make clear that, that such apartheidism will not be tolerated, he added. Israel, I will always love you. It's time to take a break. <sighs> Alright, here comes the fun part. Let's go ahead and read some fun articles. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go find some interesting shit. Alright, let's go. give you some local news that just happened in my city um and then it just pisses me off it really pisses me off who the fuck shot this kid a teen shot while walking with his friends in toledo that's basically what he did and uh, i'm gonna let the the news video go ahead and inform you real quick let me turn up the volume Just working. Come on. Markets rise and markets fall. Balance ahead. Be quiet. I'm not about to endorse anything that I can't get paid for. Alright. Give me a second today as always and we start with breaking news on this monday that's right toledo police are investigating a shooting on locust near north erie and 13 action news reports this means is live out there this afternoon to give us all the details on what happened alexis 
Tony, as you can see, there's still crime scene tape here in the area, and there's some police officers here on the scene. I want to take you right over to this door right there where you see uh, just before this truck there. Investigators tell me that the shooter was standing right at that door when he started to fire on this group and hit this 19-year-old male. Witnesses performed CPR on that teen. Officers were posted around the apartment building. They went inside the apartment building looking for the gunmen. They did not find anyone. They went apartment to apartment. They did not find anything. Witnesses told me they heard multiple shots. This lady did not want to show her face. One of him did. It's to look at all these bullets and shell cases. They want him dead. And again, investigators say that this 19-year-old, he was walking with a group of friends, and as he came around this corner here, that's when that gunman started firing on that group. At this point right now, there's no word on his condition. Reporting live, Alexis Means. Now back to you, Tony. My God. Um, it's just fucking terrible. Um, my heart and prayers go out to, um, the boy who was, uh, shot. I hope he makes it out okay and, um, just speak life and blessings over his family too. Here comes the next one. You know I love psychology, so new study disentangles the influence of depression and anxiety on spontaneous neural activity. So, uh, anxiety and depression are widespread mental health issues in our society. Um, they often occur together and can increase the risk of developing other mental and physical uh, health problems. Um, research are using neuroimaging studies uh, to better understand the underlying causes of these disorders. However, most studies have not taken into account the presence of both anxiety and, de and depression symptoms in individuals. So, a recent study uh, published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research said that um, to identify common and specific neural patterns uh, associated with depression and anxiety symptoms, um, the researchers utilized the UK Biobank, which is the largest res repository of neuroimaging data. Okay, cool. Um, the researchers led um, by uh, Jin Young Ho of the University of Amsterdam okay, um, examined data from more than 20,000 individuals. The participants were um, categorized into four distinct groups. Individuals with current anxiety problems, current depressive problems, combined anxiety and depressive problems, and non-symptomatic controls. The researchers analyzed the data uh, using a technique called um, Amplitude of Low Frequency Fluctuations, or the ALFF, which measures neural activity in specific brain regions and assesses the um, intensity or strength of spontaneous low frequency fluctuations in the brain, blood oxygen level um, dependent signals. Okay. 
the ALFF analysis uh, provides insights into the functional connectivity and um, organization of the brain, as well as potential alterations in uh, neural activity created to various neurological and psychiatric conditions. Ho uh, and her colleagues found that the brain activity um, during rest has different, or it was different in individual symptoms compared to those without the symptoms, specifically uh, the individuals with anxiety problems showed increased ALFF in various regions of the brain, including the midbrain pons, uh, striatum, thalamus, and hippocampus. Um, let's see, the regions are known to be involved in anxiety related uh, behaviors and regulation of emotions. On the other hand, the researchers did not find significant differences of, in ALFF in uh, individuals with depressive uh, symptoms uh, compared to those without any symptoms. The suggest, or this suggests that the altered brain activity during rest is more closely associated with anxiety problems rather than depressive symptoms. Um, these findings provide visible insights into the neural differences between anxiety and depressive symptoms. They suggest that uh, they are distinct patterns of brain activity in individuals with anxiety symptoms. While no significant differences are found in individuals with depressive symptoms alone. However, more research is needed to finally understand the complex relationship between anxiety and depression and brain function. That is crazy. Okay, so for the last piece, um, forgive me if I'm speaking a little quietly, I am at work. And I'm doing this just uh, in between, like, opportunities that I can go ahead and talk to you guys. So I wanted to talk about the new movie with Jim Caviezel in it called Sound of Freedom. So me and my family, me, my in-laws, and my husband went out and watched this movie. And it is all about human trafficking. Now, for... Um, anyone who has like, I don't know, uh, if you guys get triggered by human trafficking, um, I'm sorry, you can turn it off if you want, but, um, I have to talk about this movie. So, this movie is based off of a, um, real person, his name is Tim, um, I don't know his real name, or his, uh, last name, but anyway, um, Jim Caviezel, the man who plays... Uh, Jesus Christ in the Passion of the Christ. Um, he ended up playing in this, and it was uh, produced by Angel Studios, which is a brand new um, independent like film company, like for Christian content, which I absolutely love. Um, Angel Studios has adopted um, what's it called? Oh my God, The Chosen. Um, and Dallas Jenkins is an awesome director, 
He knows how to really portray the life of Jesus in The Chosen as well. Don't get me started. That's like the best Bible show I have ever seen in my life. Um, but anyway, this is all about human trafficking, the sound of freedom. And it all centers on this man named Jim. Or Jim. Jesus. Tim. <laughs> and uh, Tim works for Homeland Security. And he, his job is to go ahead and catch pedophiles and take them into custody, arrest them, get information out of them, confiscate all the paraphernalia that they own and they have. Part of his job is also to go ahead and watch every single piece of evidence the videos, the audio, the um, pictures, and he has to explain them in a report in detail as he watch, watches them. This is an actual real job when it comes to the real world. This is a real thing. Um, and that has to be the hardest job I have ever, like, found out about like this is this has to be the hardest and the most worst job but um because there are private investigate private investigators sorry there are investigators out there that actually have to do this in order for the court to have a ruling whether a pedophile is uh guilty or innocent and without that report they would actually have to pull up all the videos and all the evidence by themselves and traumatize the jury. <laughs> there, there's probably more reasons why uh, they do this and explain everything in detail. But um, this movie does not, um, I wanna say it's raw, but it's not raw to the point where you will get sick to your stomach. Um, it is a Christian film, so it only goes so far. But they do it in such a raw way that you don't really realize it. Um, so, the whole story is about Tim, and he ends up pretending to befriend a pedophile in order to catch this um, predator in the act of trafficking a child. And when he finally does that and arrests him, the pedophile gives him this um, picture of a little boy, and his name is Miguel. And when they're able to intercept Miguel and arrest the trafficker, Miguel goes ahead and tells the story of how him and his sister were kidnapped and trafficked into sex slavery. And uh, so the rest of the movie is about Tim going ahead and trying to find this kid's sister and he ends up going deep into Colombia in uh, rebel territory just to find this girl and along that process he ends up meeting people who buy kids and sets them free and gives them a new chance at life um, he ends up uh, intercepting a ring of pedophiles that um, 
basically are friends with each other and they get arrested and he gets to free like 54 enslaved children and it's crazy so in that process he's still freeing children along the way while he intercepts Rocille the um, sister of this uh, little boy Miguel and um, I love the fact that this is a true story you don't get to hear stuff like this at all because uh, it is a very heavy subject and we know that in this day and age if you talk about something heavy people don't want to talk about it they just want to be distracted and I don't like being distracted not in that way to where I don't acknowledge that this stuff is going on um, it did make me cry because of the reality that these children go through is depicted in detail it is is a tearjerker and you know what um, I don't think I have ever watched a movie that has wanted that has made me want to talk about child trafficking more and more in order for it to become a conversation piece because I'm not someone who works in Homeland Security. I don't think I'm that important. The only thing that I have is my voice, so I'm going to keep talking about it. And that's certainly what I will do, is if I find out that there is an issue that comes up that I need to talk about when it comes to human trafficking, I will do it. I will keep doing it. Because if I don't speak, who will? You know. Um, but apparently some liberal outlets have decided to um, trash the movie. And I don't really know why. So, um, it's probably because it's a Christian movie, but we're gonna read this real quick. It says, Human trafficking film Sound of Freedom trashed by liberal outlets as QAnon adjacent. Website Jezebel claimed. How do you have a website named after the woman that has killed prophets in the Bible? Can you tell me why the fuck you, you would do something like that? I mean, to be honest, I mean, it is a liberal website. I'm not surprised, but I kind of find it funny. You're literally calling yourself out. You're demonically inspired to trash people. How does that feel? Really? Anyway, claims that... Okay, give me a second. Anyway, it says, at last, QAnon's camp appeal gets the cinematic exp exploration it demands. So I, as uh, much as a conspiracy theorist that I am, I have not actually investigated what the conspiracy theory is about QAnon. Uh, maybe one day I will, but multiple liberal outlets have trashed the new film Sound of Freedom as QAnon adjacent and fit for QAnon in recent days. Description, um, descriptions that regulate the film 
uh, about human trafficking to fodder for conspiracy theorists. Um, with UK publication The Guardian uh, and website Jezebel. Jesus, this is a real website. That's hilarious. Um, you want to talk about spiritual shit? There you go. <laughs> you can't get worse than Jezebel. But anyway, Jezebel claimed that the film starring Jim Caviezel, uh, which was based in on the true story of U.S. Homeland Security agent rescuing two young children from human traffickers in South America, uh, was attached to QAnon. So they're... Okay, hang on. Security agent, two young children. So they're saying that... The movie was attached to QAnon, a right-wing community that has been accused of buying into fringe conspiracy theories. Okay. Although the film produced by Angel Studios and released uh, over the July 4th holiday never engages in such conspiracy theories while exposing the underbelly of real underground sex slave trade, uh, both outlets... Uh, linked the film to fringe right-wing extremists in an attempt to discredit it and its box office success. So let me just say something real quick. America is not a free country, okay? Um, I've been told by a very reliable source that we are still owned, at least a certain percentage, we're still owned by Britain, so... You, you think you're free, but you're really not. That's off-topic, though. I find it funny that the very holiday where we su we're supposed to celebrate our freedom, um, when someone goes ahead and starts talking about the freedom of children, people get upset. Jezebel gets upset. <laughs> The Guardian did not pull away, pull any punches um, in its review of the film. Its headline, Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller, Seducing America. And the piece itself began by trying to rationalize why the film wasn't as successful over the holiday as it was portrayed in the media, and then detailed uh, its link to the conspiracy world. I... I want to know why they decided to link it to conspiracy theories. Are you saying that human trafficking is a conspiracy theory? Because if you are, I'm going to call you out. Okay? I'm calling you out. Jezebel, you a liar. That's stupid. Sound of Freedom, the QAnon adjacent thrillers of Disney America, and the piece itself began by trying to rationalize the film. Okay, sorry. Um, it stated, but for f a fleeting moment in it, in this past 4th July, while the intended audience of Indy's latest outing was presumably spending time with their families and friends at barbecues or in other social uh, situations, an unoccupied fandom rallied by star Jim Caviezel claimed the day with... 14.2 million gross versus Dial of Destiny's 11.7 um, million. So are you upset at the fact that they're racking in more money than Indiana Jones? 
people can't, I mean, I'm sure the producers can't help the fact that they're more successful when they put shit out like that. I mean, in general. <laughs> but okay. The Guardian trashed the notion that this was a box office success, stating no matter what no matter that these figures require selective, almost willfully misleading framing to allow for the David and Goliath uh, narrative trumped, trumpeted by supporters as the copious tweets accusing Disney of being in cahoots of, with global cabal, they are, um, and high power pedophiles make clear the truth doesn't have too much um, purchase around these parts. I still don't understand. Like, they're pissed off at the fact that Sound of Freedom made more money than Indiana Jones or any of the mainstream movies. I love that. <laughs> I love the fact that it was so fucking successful. It needed to be. The author of the piece noted that the film doesn't head to into conspiracy territory, but only because... The film supposedly takes care uh, to be the most ad an anodyne version, anodyne version of itself, all while giving those in the know just enough to latch onto. The author continued: the trafficking follows no motivation to or no motivation more elaborate than the servicing of rich predators. Um, a leading all talk of body part black markets and the precious organic biochemical adrenochrome harvested by or as a satanic key of to eternal life. Okay, the first rule of QAnon you don't talk about QAnon where normals can hear you. So, you're saying you're, you're so now you're mad at the fact that they didn't go deeper into human slavery? You're, you're mad now that they didn't talk about the one thing that I know Jezebel has done in the Bible? You're mad now at the fact that they didn't talk about body part black markets and, and stuff like that? Hmm. Pick a pick a battle, pick a side. Because to be honest, this is all about one man's like experience. It is based off of a true story. And if that didn't come up in his true story and his experience, why would it show up in the movie that it was inspired by? Maybe he didn't experience black markets or adrenochrome. Like, maybe he didn't experience that. They also described the film as Crisis Pregnancy Center in the way it gets persuadables to believe in its subject matter by giving them a more palatable version, echoing liberal claims that crisis pregnancy clinics propagandize against abortion. They didn't say anything about abortion in this movie. What the fuck are you talking about? See, you're just grabbing at straws and getting splinters under your fucking fingernails by scraping the bottom of the barrel. 
That's exactly what you're doing. The author wrote, The zestier strains of scaremongering are absent in the text itself, but they lurk in the shadows around the film, outwardly non-insane enough to lure in the persuadable, the disappointingly unjuicy sound of freedom pretends to be the real movie like a pregnancy crisis center masquerading as a bona fide health clinic. A bona fide, I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm still waking up. Bona fide health clinic. I don't understand this. I mean, I'm I'm a patriot. I I understand patriotism, not liberal communism, fascism, bullshit. I just don't. How is this acting like a pregnancy crisis center masquerading as a bona fide health clinic? How? This touches upon the reality of human trafficking, and that is it. Are you basically saying that we need to... Are you basically saying that the movie is trying to make you feel more sorry for children in order for abortion not to be more legal than it is? Because like I said, are your fingers bleeding from scraping the bottom of the barrel, Jezebel? Huh? Jezebel's piece on the film called it an anti-child trafficking fantasy fit for QAnon and claimed at last QAnon's camp appeal gets the cinematic exploitation it demands. And I think that just basically means that they, they decided to do it on July 4th in order to divert the fact that um, people are celebrating their freedom while there's still children being bought and sold and exploited. I think that is the most clever thing I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm very happy that they decided to release it on July 4th, on Independence Day. That's amazing. I applaud it. Because that was strategic. You know, um... What was it? Then the new Black Panther, uh, movie was released on Memorial Day. Somewhere around there, right? Everybody went to that. Nobody got pissed about that. But people get pissed about a movie being released on Independence Day talking about the slavery of children. People want to talk about how everybody is privileged. White people are privileged and all of this other stuff. To be honest, humanity... Everybody, no matter what their color, is privileged. Because you all get to deny the fact that children are being bought and sold every single day. You get to ignore that. Granted, the article did acknowledge that the exploitation of children is a real problem that no one besides the exploiters want. Um, it added that the real-life Tim Ballard, 
Okay, that's his name. The DHS agent, played by Caviezel, has testified at a House Foreign Affairs subcommittee and shared footage of the sting operation portrayed in Sound of Freedom with the media. Um, some of that footage also plays during the final moments of the movie. Absolutely, and I loved the fact that they did that. Um, because it really does show real evidence that this is an actual real story and it was a real experience by one man who made a whole difference. Like The Guardian, um, Jezebel made a QAnon link through associates outside the film, such as um, though some of Caviezel's alleged beliefs uh, he has espoused in the media tours, the piece asked, um, and really how distant can Ballard, by extension of his organization, be from QAnon when the guy who's playing him, with whom he's been promoting The Sound of Freedom, has been using the press um, opportunity to peddle QAnon theories about adrenochrome and organ harvesting. So those are theories, those aren't facts. You, you really need to educate yourself. If that's a QAnon theory, then I believe it. I guess I've joined QAnon. I don't know, man. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's real fucking shit. That's real shit. There's a whole documentary that I watched. It's called The Eyes of the Devil. Go ahead and watch it. It provided an example stating in an interview with Steve Bannon from, the earl from earlier this month, Caviezel went on at length about the whole adrenochrome empire as driving demand for human trafficking. Uh, though Caviezel didn't direct freedom, um, he's treating it as a passion project appearing in its trailer to speak directly to the camera about its importance. Why not? Are we- is he supposed to just treat this as like a job? As like a project that he's not passionate for? I'm glad that we have passionate people like this making movies like this. And if he wants to talk about the QAnon theories of organ harvesting and shit like that, go ahead, because it's real. Go ahead. It's real. Like The Guardian, Jezebel's hit accused the movie of being more palatable than right-wing conspiracy theories as a way to get normal viewers initiated with fringe subject matter. Once again, I did watch the movie firsthand. Had nothing to do with organ harvesting. It didn't hint on that at all. Mentioning Caviezel's post-credits message about the reality of human trafficking, the piece added, but of course, this is tailored to go down easy. That's how propaganda works. And Jim Caviezel's shameless begging at the end of the movie underlines a desperation to disseminate. Sound of uh, Freedom producer Eduardo Verastigu, I think that's how you say his name, recently spoke to Fox News about the Guardian's piece claiming it's a part of a lot of distractions out there, trying to get the public's attention off the film, he claimed. They're trying to take this movie away from theaters. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with QAnon or any of those issues of conspiracy theories that are out there that are actually true. Um, 
I don't care how you decide to spin it, it's real. Organ harvesting is real. Adrenochrome is real. I, I can't convince you. The only thing that I can say is if you really want to figure out what is true for you when it comes to conspiracy theories and when it comes to stuff like this, go ahead and educate yourself. I go ahead and dive deep down in the rabbit hole sometimes and sometimes it's hard for me to get out. But I do it anyway because people need to know. So when it comes to adrenochrome, when it comes to organ harvesting, that's a real thing. And children are suffering for it. Children are enslaved for it. Women, children, men, even elders. I don't know why. People should never be bought and sold. Children, sex slavery for children is one of the highest um, businesses. Child trafficking is one of the most booming businesses out there. It is a terrible crime and it's evil. So anybody who actually tries to combat a movie that actually sheds light on this is the most evil person in the world and belongs to be cast down into the deepest circle of hell. Bye. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you in the trenches next time. Hopefully Jezebel won't be in my trenches next time. <laughs>